pray, Lord, strengthen, reinforce each heart tonight. We are mighty power. We are energizing, explosive, regenerative power. We believe for it. believe you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask think and imagine according to the power that's working in us so we thank you out of the riches of your glory strengthen us fill us God we're here we didn't get dressed up for nothing Lord add what you need to add do what you need to do with each heart Fill us with expectation and that thirst and hunger to get everything that you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, well done, guys. Really, really, really uh, blessed by everybody's engagement today. Uh, Staying with it. It's tiring. Tiring dealing with the inner life when you've not been doing it much. Uh, these things take courage, but they're worth it. And uh, so, well done. Well done for sticking it through. Well done for being here. Well done for uh, pushing through tiredness and, you know, this warfare, this is not for you. This is too much. I'm not having any more of this. You know, these things are opposed. Freedom in life is opposed. Uh, evil doesn't want us to be free. Evil wants to keep us to keep in the the cupboard. Is that the gimp? <laughs> keeps us in the cupboard. Keeps us with the stake in the ground. You're only allowed this far. That's all you're going to be. Uh, that's all you can expect in life. God wants to smash every one of those, uh, those expectations over your life. Fullness of life, abundant life, he promises. So, you know, that's the expectation. When I was quoting Wallace with Braveheart, he was saying, you think the people exist to provide you a position. I think my position exists to provide you with freedom. So our, our position in life exists. We need to think and, and see more for ourselves. It exists not just for ourselves, but God is helping us to be of help to others. And that's what gives us purpose and meaning and joy. And it replaces the buzz of drugs. Amen. It replaces the highs that we've tried to fill these big black holes with our life. So, that's how we love the movies. That's how we, we get so excited before God. Why does Braveheart touch me so much? Why did Gladiator touch me so much, rising up against evil, try to come against them. Because the story, as John has taught us, is that's the real story. That story is going on in our lives. That's what's been going on. And when we become the, the we, when we become the, the, the star of the, the, the movie, in a sense, when we actually become the person that we've went, ah, I've wanted to be like that. That's what God sees us. He's, he's calling us to rise up and be who, who, who he has called us to be in our families, in our marriages, in our communities. 
going back into the places that, that, that we've been held by. Yeah. And uh, take the keys. Take the keys for others. You know? Uh, so, it's a tremendous work. And as I say, I, I know every one of you. I am grateful for every one of you. I am blessed by, by, by having you in my life. And uh, it's a joy to... When I'm saying to you about breathing in the rich blessings, breathing in for the mountaintop you're on. We've climbed. We've climbed today. We've climbed yesterday. We've climbed Thursday. We've climbed. It's tiring. There's mistakes. There's failures. But we've got, we've got somewhere else that we've earned out before. And we can breathe in the blessings of this, this the heights that we're at. The same for Braveheart always spoke to me. Not always, but of late years. And it's after all the battles and the failures. And he gets away at Falkirk when he get, he get betrayed. And they didn't catch him. And he's on top of a mountain. And he's looking out at vistas that he hadn't seen before. But all these fights and all these battles basically were the reward of these new visions and these new opportunities. That's what it speaks to me. These new vistas were, 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 were earned from the, the work, the battles, the, fight, the, the good fights and the ones that they get whooped in. So we've all got good fights and bad here. But, you know... Getting that fresh vision to move into your future, it's worth fighting for. Worth every penny, worth every bit of time we've spent, rather than, rather than been dying in our beds. You know what I mean? No, 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 no bother fighting for nothing. Just lying there, just being defeated and feeling... Uh, I'm getting too emotional, aren't I? <laughs> uh, lying, lying there... That's their tournament brave farm, I feel. Goodness me, did Wallace, did he cry like this, eh? Aye, so, eh, you know, that that emotion about it all. Eh, but aye, anyway, I lost my train of thought there, but... Looking at the vistas, I know. So take it, receive it. We're not, we are, are, eh, you know... Literally, the, the time we're spending, the tiredness it creates, you know, uh, dying in your bed, that's what I was saying, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, that we, we end up no facing the things. Now, Elaine, when Elaine was speaking earlier, I'm going, it's, it's almost like, this is so simple, isn't it? It's like you're telling us how to be a child again. You're telling us, it's all right to just, you know, to actually name how you're feeling. And... Be honest and authentic and real with it. But we've learned as adults, I'm not allowed to talk. I'm not allowed to own the things. So I just, when I get bad feelings, I push them down and I punish and reject myself. And that's what my, the thing, the lesson for me with the clock was all about. That wee tiny thing. It's that annoying sound. Or, or for some it's annoying, but you know, me just keeping my, my, my thoughts on it. And when I get taken up with all these other thoughts, do you punish and reject yourself because you're not perfect and you can't keep your attention on something? No, I gently and kindly say, it's all right, son. Keep at it. 
So that's what we need to do every day. Like, who can I do that to my daughter or my son or my wife or my husband or my, my workers if I can't do it myself? So that's part of this, you know, learning going here. And as I said, as Elaine was saying, we've became independent, strong people because we've had to survive. The biggest, uh, you know, part of that strength needs to get into humility. Humility to actually say, I need to become like a child again. I need to let. I need to relearn things that have been that have been vulnerable, been vulnerable, innocent, vulnerable. Uh, you know, and, and disarming all these walls of protection that I've used to make life work for me, to 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 keep keep love for me. The worst thing at all, the very thing I'm wanting, I keep I keep uh, sabotaging. That's on offer for us all. Are we all going to receive it? Have we all got the the resolve to say I want to be good ground? I want to be grounded. Reproduces this. No, just forgetful hearers. No grounds that get the seeds keep getting stolen and no depth and, and full of cares and full of the desires that keep taking us out. You know that? Nobody's getting it. That's, that's what he's saying. So we, we have to be one. I'm hungry. I do want that. Your kingdom come, your will be done. If it was being done, why would he tell us to pray it? it was, it's because it's not being done. That's how we need to desire that. So... Uh, Ephesians 3 and So we started with us, I'm just, you know, praying out the, the riches of his glory, the treasury, that we grant us this strength, that his Holy Spirit would indwell us and live in us, Christ would, through our faith, dwell and make his home in our hearts, and that we would become rooted and grounded and secure, we are identities secure, knowing we're loved accepting ourselves, securing his love, knowing what mummy and daddy didn't give us, knowing what's happened in my past, it's gone, I'm minimising the pain and trauma, but this, this new salvation through the attachment and the rescue, God can replace everything that's happened to us. If it, if it wasn't true, what's the point? If God only says, I can only save half of you, no, I can rescue a lot of you. I can make you whole. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'm praying that Christ through your faith would dwell and make his home in your heart. That you would grasp finally how high and how wide and how deep and how long this love is he has for you. That you would experience it, not just hear about it, but actually say, I want to feel that. I want to know this in my innermost being that I, that's, who, that's what I have. I'm no unworthy. I'm no deserving of rejection. I'm no... Uh, I keep nearly greeting and forgetting my question. <laughs> you know, I'm no that reject Amen. that then needs to act out and perform to get love and attention for everybody yes. else. And me, irritate. When I was performing, I was irritating everything. 
and everybody needs to put up with. We all perform, you know, pose is what John calls it. You, you, you perform. And I was on a retreat, no, a retreat, I was, I was, it was a retreat uh, in Aaron. And I was interacting with people, and I went into this quiet time, and I had this vision. Told Nan about it the other day. Apollo Creed in Rocky IV. Remember it? Ro- Rocky IV? The big Ivan Drago. Apollo Creed comes into the ring. Shh. You know, posing, showing off, performing. Look how good I am, living in America. All dolled up. And he gets in the ring with this guy, never say the word, and he just killed him. And I heard inside, the performer must die. And I was exposed because I was I was interacting with people out of this false, broken, insecure place, yeah. which wasn't sincere, which, which wasn't genuine, which wasn't humble, which wasn't real, and it was getting me into trouble, flirting, you know, uh, performing to get some needs met, and that was such a warning to me that the performer must die. And because uh, he, he wants the real things, we don't have to go through our lives like that. That's that wasn't a harsh condemnation. It was like I want you to be real. I want I want you to be rooted and grounded in a real love and a real acceptance that can that can say, here's how I, I actually am, and I'm I, and I'm not I'm not going to be condemn and reject myself about it. You know, and to be able, as Elaine said, to be able to say to that person. I'm secure enough to tell you, it wasn't just my fault, you hurt me also. Amen. You know, to, not to live out of that broken place of just, it's always the crumbs I'm looking for. Because I'm so unworthy. My deep belief is I'm so unworthy and, and not uh, no deserving a rejection. Or deserving a rejection. So I keep rejecting myself and I keep expecting this, this uh, trickle of life. Years ago, I was on a fast. When my, uh, my, my cousin was met to be coming to my, the meeting, wasn't a long started the Freedom Fires. Heroin addict. Now, f- through this fast, I was realising that what fast is just means to starve yourself. Starve is to force somebody to one place into another place. I was going, all these years of battling my problems and self life, starving it, I was going, oh my goodness. The trickle of life I was living all of a sudden was flowing at me because I was starving the things that was contaminating that life, the things that was making that life, uh, you know, you know, no flow. Mm-hmm. Wait, my cousins hiding behind the cut curtain, and I was looking. Look, this is what this does to you. <laughs> you know, we we are living a, a life that is you're in the shadows. You know. Uh, that's no God's plan for us. No. He, he, he wants to give us abundant life. He asks the reason I came. The thief only steals. The thief only comes. And thank God my, my cousin's free. He's in, a, he's in recovery. He's been through rehab. Yeah. That, 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 that's great. You know, that's great. And so I'm, I'm just sharing that, that at that time, that was a lesson for me. Yeah. Uh, and so the... Uh, what was that but what was I saying <laughs> The thief. The thief. Aye. So what does thief, what do folk that steal day? They steal. They blag. They break into your life. They break in. They try and get in the open window. They try and get into the open door you've left open. And what do they do? They, 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 they,
the goodness. Drain all the goodness. Sounds a bit like the black hole. Drain the goodness. What is steal? Not just steal, but kill. Kill every good thing. Kill your heart. Vince was saying earlier, the story of our lives is the story. Every one of you is the story of a long and brutal assault on our hearts. If you look at your story and you go, what? <coughs> there's a theme to all of our lives. The wounds and messages in our lives, there's a theme to them. It blew me away when I first heard this. I was working with uh, Dan's son in a, a field up in calendar. A high hill, sorry. Sorry, Dan, not a field. <laughs> uh, big hills, we're up in hills, right? <laughs> big steep ones. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, he was telling me, because I was telling him about this, and he was telling me about Billy Gilmer, the Scottish football player. Well, he knew him when he was a wee boy. Billy always had a ball. A ball, sorry, a ball. He always had a ball, a football. And he was always, he loved football. Remember the Scots and the Irish, I need to remember that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so he had the football, and he was always called Billy the Ball. He was some, some, it was a bit derogatory. And I was hearing that going, that boy's glory was getting assaulted. No. Glory, the presence of God and gift and ability of God in his life was getting assaulted for an early age, trying to shame him into laying the football down. No, that's somebody else. I know it's, oh, that sounds terrible. What's the theme in your life? Yes. Mm. We, mine's was rejection. I was rejected in, until I got this message, 30 something year old, and I found out the message behind my wound was, I'm only going to be perfe- uh, accepted when I'm, perf- uh, when I'm perfect. And then I looked at my life and I thought, I was rejected for a certain experience for getting thrown in a burning and then getting battered for my dad, the person who was meant to support, comfort, I would go and batter the guys. Uh, and he wasn't all bad. He did, he did do that at times, but the protector wasn't the protector. He was actually using his anger and the shame of that to actually harm me because I come in abused. So I process that, not as an adult, as a wee kid. As a wee kid who's gone, it's all my fault. Because he's a, he's a, he's a authority. So for 30 odd years I'm believing this is your fault. And I look back and go, look at the amount of times I was rejected. Because I couldn't receive love. I kept pushing people away. Because I was believing this lie. And that lie was, the story of my life was theme after theme, and it got worse and worse. And then I acted out, which, which gave, which reinforced the message that I'm, you're right, I'm, well, I'm, I'm worthy, I'm not worthy of love and acceptance. So, uh, there's a story, there's, there's a story of your life, everyone is, and if we, as John says, if you're lined up, up here, you've got enough trauma and warfare to sink a military worship. The amount of people, the amount of stuff that's happened in here were miracles that we've made it this far. Amen. And I used to say, when I was in the, with, the, with the Freedom Fighters, I'd say, well, we've came this far. We may as well go a bit further. Yeah. Now, with everything that's happened, with all the failures that might be in your life, with all the mistakes, with all the, the, all the, uh, the hang-ups and the difficulties, and the lost opportunities, you know, there's still, there's still hope. You know, it's not like, oh, well, may as well quit and buy the lie. Because that's what evil is wanting us to do. Brutal assault, brutally assault us to the point that we couldn't even, we can't even tie our shoelaces. We're that disabled. 
You know, we're unable to freely move, we're unable to freely express ourselves, to jump at the opportunities, to develop our abilities. I wasn't even going to talk about all this, but here we go. <laughs> so, eh. Uh, Aye, so, the, the last part is this love, the acceptance of God that, that, that creates this attachment. That, this has been the one that, you know, probably the most healing thing in my journey the last years. And I, I was very uh, strategic about praying about this because I was telling Dave Ella, the first, first camp similar to this, one of the sessions it created the opportunity for that the wounds of my life to be affirmed and this is how God heals he affirms the right things he affirms and I could tell you stories that people were working with here I'm sitting, I'm aware why is God saying that to you and he is you know we can be so full of our own concerns or no paying attention and, and I'm going God's saying that to you for a reason I'm becoming more aware of it because he is on. He knows your story inside out. He knows what you need. So when he's saying something, it's that important because he's he's trying to he's trying to say, see that unworthiness, yep. see that stuff that you believe about yourself. It's killing you because you believe it. Because everything is coming for the inside out. Where's the kingdom of God? Luke seventeen twenty one. The kingdom of God. They're looking about, saying it's through you or there. No, the kingdom of God is within you. Yeah. So the evil's aim is to get his horror movies playing in our hearts and minds. Full of that stuff. No filled full of the knowledge and love of God and the presence of God. When we're full of his presence and love, we will reproduce what's in our hearts. It is the, it's no rocket science. But it's just like Elaine talking earlier. We are, there's a beautiful scene I read for uh, Waking the Dead. John talks about it for C.S. Lewis's one of the Narnia Chronicles. And he's talking about this prince who's in Narnia, who's been put under a spell for the wicked witch, who C.S. Lewis was writing as the evil one, his enemy of our souls, and he was, he was under a spell and hypnotised, he forgot who he was. And that forgetting, after years, because he, he was so entangled with that spell, meant that, <laughs> that he, never, he wasn't living as who he was. Is that not all our stories? Many years has been wasted believing lies. Too many. Too many. And, uh, you know, so that, uh, that sense of needing to know God's up to something. This isn't a religious thing. This is, John Eldridge points us out, that the, you know, my story is God called me into doing what I'm doing through the film Braveheart. That was God's idea, no mine. He called me then. I go to America and John's starting to talk for, for, for Braveheart. I'm going, right? But he, he uses two scenes, two pictures of people. Who, who one's most like Jesus? And he uses this really religious guy who had done a lot of good, but he uses Walden Wallace. And then you're watching this going, that's, that's, who, that's, who, I would, that's who I'd like to follow. And then, and then he, he talked about this uh, little boy who wrote to C.S. Lewis on the middle. So... Far long before technology, maybe the middle of the 19, uh, 20th century, uh, he's wrote to C.S. Lewis saying, "Look, I'm 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 really I'm really troubled because my my boy is loving Aslan more than he's loving Jesus." C.S. Lewis wrote back, "That's all right. 
Because Aslan is Jesus. When you watch that heroic, the lion of the tribe of Judah fighting on behalf of his people, that, 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 that's what he was saying to her. Don't, don't be discouraging him. Because what, what I'm writing about is that's, that's part of who he is. That's who, part of who he is for us. When we're, getting, when we're coming here and he is speaking to you, you know, and, and Julie shared some with me, personal what he shared to her, I thought, you know, that, that word has the power to change your life for, forever. Because I can actually agree with that or I can go back to believing the lies that I'm no worthy, I'm no good enough, and whatever it is after that. When we know the truth, the truth makes us free. When we live in it and abide in it and continue to, uh, to, continue to keep feeding on it. Uh, so, so filled with all the fullness of God. You know, that's the, that's the part of what prioritising intimacy is all about. Because whatever I'm full of is going to reproduce in my life. What I behold, I become. What I focus on, I'm going to move towards. So I have to keep, a, a, you know, filling my heart and, and cultivating my heart with the things of God. So I hope, you know, you know, when I say things of God, it's not about this religion. It's about the relationship. The things that we are talking about is my heart's full of the things he's telling me. The things that he's been telling each one of you all oh, this weekend. You know, the inside job, we just got a, a, a vision, Fintan uh, just said a word there. It's an inside job. And it is. It's an inside job for everyone of us. You know, we're in a journey that, like the 11 steps says, you've done all these things. No, through prayer and meditation, seek to improve your intimacy, your closeness, your this contact and connection with God, and then pray for the knowledge His will. Because you want to know His will. I want to know what you think of me. I want to know what you think about my lifestyle. I want to know what you think about my sexual desires, my, how I, how I uh, deal with my money. I want to know how to deal with my family. I want to know how I deal with my past. I want to know God's will. Come on. We don't stop at a statement. We, we go, well, what is it? What is it in these areas? That's what we've been filled with all the fullness of God is. I'm continuing to everything God's life touch, he improves. Amen. He, he brings life to he gen- regenerates. That's what that's about. He raises it up. You know? Um, so the, the, the word prioritise means to treat as, it, as, it, as if it's very important. And, you know, my, my uh, sense in all this is intimacy. And the importance of intimacy. The importance of having this closeness. Elaine shared me, it reminded me earlier of the week in an acronym of, you know, it's a good way of understanding intimacy. It's into me, see. So as Elaine's talking about the things that I'm able to let that light shine in my heart, I'm able to let God see exactly who I am. Alison had a beautiful word there, there and he said, to you, he said to you about, you've, been, you've, you've allowed me to see the messy parts of you. Something along the lines, wasn't it? The parts that weren't that pretty. I thought it was brilliant. Because you've let me see the parts that weren't that pretty, what was the next part? I've, I've, I've actually given you peace and love. It was along the lines. And, uh, and I'm going, I'm getting to actually experience the God of heaven, the God of the thunderstorms, the God of all the creation, 
actually speak to one of these billions of children and actually tell her a story when you know and give her give her give her things that who would Disney want to hear that because you've shown me this, I'm giving you this. And that's proven faithfulness. That's proven perseverance that's kept at it. That said, listen, even through the the, the, the inconvenience, the uncomfortable feelings, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna follow you. And now I'm hearing a soul say, because you've done this to me, you've shown me these are not parts that are not so pretty, I'm giving you that. So it's a good deal. But the bottom line is some of you don't get the deal because we're actually saying, no, I can't be bothered. I'm not wanting that because it's too painful. Or any sign of uncomfort- uncomfortable feelings, I, I just run a mile and get back into my wee safe place. Thanks, Alison. Greatest pain leads leads to the greatest fruit. So, uh, you know, this closeness uh, is is about getting close. Now, see if I'm walking with somebody. If I'm if I'm walking somebody, I'm close to my wife. I'm close to Vince. I'm close to others in the room. But there's a there's a there's a vulnerability. And a trust that's required to get close, really close with somebody who really knows you. And you're able to share your ugliest of parts, your most embarrassing failures. And they're, they're with you. And they stand with you. And they continue to love you and hug you when you're, you're limping, trying to get out of the line. You know, and, and I, I know that that costs something. That intimacy. That closeness, it costs something. But I think we we need to grow in that intimacy to be able to to walk with others with it. Um, but what I'm really saying is, God, that is what He's desiring. We can have that, this intimacy, this closeness with Him, that that uh, that leads to to more and more. Uh, you know, healing and freedom for us. So, <laughs> so this 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 message was born when I was over in Dublin. Stacey Eldridge ran a, had a session and she said something that utterly struck me. She basically said that grace and love are unconditional. Grace, love, mercy, the things that the, the, the Dave's tree. But intimacy with God is not so it struck me, it shocked me, it kind of stunned me. It was like a jab, and it kind of made me think, that's true. Grace, grace and love are unconditional. Mercy is unconditional. I don't need to perform. God said, I've loved you. I've, I, for God so loved the world. He said, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. But intimacy with God is not. It's not, it's not unconditional. Because that means you can live any other way you want, and you can be close to somebody. See the word fellowship in the Greek? It's, it's uh, koinonia, is it? Koinonia? Koinonia. And uh, so years ago, I studied First John, and it says if you walk in the light, it's God's in the light, you'll have fellowship one with the other, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from all sin. Fellowship is deep and intimate participation. Deep and intimate participation, right? Now, see, when I was younger, and I was singing about the pubs, my fellowship, I didn't have fellowship. It wasn't a deep and intimate participation. I didn't have deep and inter- intimate participation with my family. 
because I can't, I can't be close to people when there's all sorts of stuff inside deceit, lies, you know, all that kind of stuff that, 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 that keeps you back from being truly vulnerable. You know, and there was something about that, that he, he, this guy that could, you know, he could hide behind all his not intelligence. But he talked to him about vulnerability, <laughs> you know, he was, he was hiding. And uh, so that's what this fellowship, I'm saying, is, you know, to, to walk in the light. When I'm walking in the light of what God sent me, I can then truly have deep and intimate participation with somebody. And that is worth fighting for. It's, it's the best feeling to actually have that closeness. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.